Player 2, this is Player 1, plugging in. Player 1 is initiating connection. Player 1 is online. Player 1, this is Player 2, plugging in. Player 2 is initiating connection. Player 2 is online. All players have successfully connected. You are now plugged into the Plug and Play podcast. Initiating startup sequence. And thank you for tuning in to episode 79 of the Plug and Play podcast. I am your host, Zach, and alongside me as always is Tim. Welcome, Minions. Ah, that went very, very smoothly this week. No more, uh, no outtake in this one so far. Darn it. I know. So, uh, anyways, uh, it's been a whole week, basically, since we actually got this done chat and talk about what, we're, what we've been playing and catch up on some of the gaming industry news and stuff, Tim, so... Why don't you let us know what you've been up to? Sure. Um, so the coolest thing I did this week was taking my daughter out to the Winter Festival of Lights. That's a brand new thing. I think PGE, our local utility company, is sponsoring it. Um, it has installations all over town, but the main part was around OMSI. And huh. uh, local artists like made, I don't know what to call them, like art installations, I guess, would be the best way to, to say it. Um, they use a lot of projectors in different places, like they're projecting things onto walls. The coolest one was there's a giant bridge that goes over, um, it's a freeway bridge or whatever, that goes over OMSI, and they projected images onto the columns of that bridge. Oh, that's It cool. was really cool. One of them was like a doorway with like a silhouette of a person like looking around inside of it. Huh. And there was like... What the heck? And it would change, like there was one with barber poles, and then the image would change to like two eyeballs looking around. It was really sweet. Really? Yeah, it was cool. And then there was really cool. random like um, spinning lights just projected against walls. Um, another one was really cool. It was like high intensity lasers and they had beamed it against this like um, factory wall. It looked like a rift opening up. Really? Yeah. Like in that um, Google game or um, in a Dragon Age, right. It totally looked like a rift opening up. That was pretty... Watch out, there's a rift! And there were some that were uh, fire instead of electronics. There was a um, cast iron, like, um, uh, stove that was in the shape of a heart. It was spinning around. That was pretty badass. Um, So is this just just driving around? No, no, this is... You park and you get out and it's along... Walking? Yeah, there's a walkway along the river behind OMSI. And, like, every 20 feet, there'd be something. The funniest one was called uh, Magical Car Wash. And it was just literally just, like, blinking lights and, like, strobes and stuff. And you, you uh. walked through, like, like a car wash, but there was no water. It was weird. Aw. Too bad you didn't get in there, and they were like, all right, locking you in. Yeah, you guys are all dirty. Down. Anyway, my daughter thought it was cool. She thought it was cool for taking her. That's really anyway, cool. Ice cream. And would you guys do that? Uh, Thursday. Okay. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. Nice. Sweet. And we got a new neighbor. Uh oh. 
Flanders. Don't you have a neighbor on the other side? <laughs> diddly doodly I do, and I love him just as much as you. It's a Flanders sandwich with great neighbor bread. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't actually met our new neighbor yet. I'm hoping he um, but it was like one day there was a uh, pod in front of our neighbor's house. I knew he was moving out because there was a realtor sign and everything. And the next day there's two brand new cars in the driveway. Uh-oh. Which is funny because the two cars are a minivan and a small Toyota. <laughs> Sound familiar? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Um, so this neighbor is kind of important because the way my street is, I'm kind of on the side street between two main streets. There's really yeah. only one neighbor I have that's like really close to me. So hopefully we work out and he doesn't get mad when I blow up the neighborhood on 4th of July and everything. Uh, so just blow him up. Um, so I don't know if we're supposed to bring over like a basket of, I don't know. Fireworks. Beer, something. I think Cheryl, my wife, introduced herself to them. So okay. hopefully uh, hopefully all will be well. Our last neighbors were cool and chill. Um, they have like some poker parties in the garage. Other than that, they're pretty quiet. And we got along really good. So it's always a little stressful when you get a new neighbor. I should have bought the house and you've been like, ah, oh, shit, it's Zach. God damn it. <laughs> Dang it. You're like, sure, we're moving. Just, we're, we're leaving. Just, just burn the house just down. Get the insurance money. We're, we're moving to Alaska. Yeah. Hey, I got family there too. Uh, in Alaska and you'd be like, oh, God damn it. He followed me here. You would too. Yeah, I'm like, hey, Tim, how's it going? <laughs> and the last thing I got for you all is today's Fat Tuesday. Do you know, do you know what ah, Fat Tuesday is? Uh, yes, it's a it's a religious holiday. No, tomorrow's a religious holiday. That's um, Ash Wednesday. Oh, that's right. Today is when you're supposed to do all your naughty, naughty things. All the naughty stuff. Get it out, because tomorrow you've got to give up stuff for Lent. You gotta repent. Yep. Gotta put up that dab of ash on your forehead and be sad. And, and but today is all about drinking and partying. And th- so who has cremated ashes of a loved one that can come borrow some ashes? From? Oh God! <laughs> hey guys, I'm just wearing grandpa around. <laughs> so wrong. Um, so we actually celebrated a little bit, not with beads or anything crazy like that, but we had a jambalaya for dinner, which oh, nice. um, if you're not familiar is like uh, spicy rice with like sausage and chicken. And shrimp, and it's like a Louisiana style, yep. right? Yep. Good stuff. Um, and we also had beignets for dessert, which are a very simple donut. It's fried dough dipped in a shit ton of powdered sugar. Like if you can see the actual dough, you don't have enough powdered sugar on it. Uh, really? Yeah. If you ever are in New Orleans, you have to stop at one place, and that's Cafe Du Monde. Got to get your coffee with milk and your beignets. So good. Um, okay. So nothing is as good as as Cafe Du Monde, but we did have some beignets and they were nice. And that's what I'm up to. What about you? Sweet. Well, I did some more yard work this weekend. I was actually up on the roof and almost that's knocked over my ladder. Yard. What? Your roof is not your yard. Well, all right. Well, I did the yard and then I got up on the roof. Yeah, tell me about how you, tell me how you tried to kill yourself doing yard work this week. So so. I uh, got up and I was like standing on the very, very top of the ladder. You know the part where it says "Do not go past the <laughs> In step. giant and letters. Like, what? Do not step yeah, here. Although what? Do not step here. And there's like one more step above it, which is like the top before it starts going back down again. And you're really not supposed to step on that mm-hmm. one. It's like we warned you like a step ago. Really, just don't step on this one. Well, like I have to to get to like climb up on like standing on top of my roof. I have to get on that one. So 
I like was on that and like my foot like slipped a little bit and the ladder almost fell. And luckily I was up on the roof, but then I had then I had this like ninja reflex in me it was like, oh shit, if the ladder falls, like I got no way down except for jumping. So like I ninjaed my foot and almost fell off the roof to catch the ladder. <laughs> so I almost had to call you and been like, Tim, I'm stuck on my roof. Can you come help me? That would have been better than you trying to kick grab your ladder and dying. Yeah, but I didn't, and I got it, and it was awesome. Mm. But, yeah, so then I did that, and I took, like, you know those huge, like, black garbage bags? I filled, like, three of those up on the roof. So I had to go up and down the ladder, like, three times, and it, like, dawned on me. Just leave, yeah, just leaves and gunk. Wow, that's a lot of gunk. It's a lot of gunk. And then I didn't think about it, but then I was like, I could have just tossed up a bunch of bags and i had to go up and down i could just toss the bags from the top of my room gravity works man yeah yeah so so you you actually carried them down uh no i tossed them down but then i had to climb down the ladder to get a new bag and then climb back up i thought you carried the bags down too that would be pretty funny that would be pretty funny that'd be really dangerous they were like super heavy like to the point where like they were like stress breaking at the top of them Uh, that'd be so so gross yeah it was really bad but anyway so we did that and then, um, you know, this podcast wouldn't be anything else without a remodel segment. And I thought we should have a little theme song to the remodel segment point, since we really do it should. often yep. enough. So I got one for okay. us. Now, hopefully, we won't get sued. guys so do you recognize yes, that theme song i do tim? i okay. should be the one playing character's name is tim right e- exactly so um which i guess makes me ow oh, <laughs> start that beard <laughs> so, yep start that be- i got i have you a shoot this week so i gotta i, I need to wear more flannel. somewhere i need to wear more flannel i need to get a little bit fatter i need to stop going to the gym which is the next we're going to talk about but my wife if you guys remember a few episodes ago like the beginning of the new year Bought a new couch and a new chair for the living room. Fine, great, whatever. But now we have to change everything in the living room. So this weekend she found the air quotes perfect entertainment center uh-huh. about 40 minutes away and uh, actually about 30 minutes away. And we had to go down and pick it up, which was awesome at like 3 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. So we went and picked up this mahogany, solid mahogany entertainment center, which isn't, it's not very big, but it's solid mahogany, so it's kind of heavy. Um, but the cool part about it was, is that the guy that we bought it, or the family we bought it from, the husband, was really techie, mm-hmm. and he installed computer fans with a heating sensor in them, so that when it reaches a certain temperature, the fans kick on and suck all the air out of it to cool it yeah, down. That's cool. It's pretty cool. So I was pretty excited about that. So this is a one-of-a-kind piece then, sort of. Sort of, yeah, exactly. And then, But then on top of that, it gave me the opportunity to redo all of my wiring systems um, of how I had like all the electronics hooked up in the old entertainment center mm-hmm. and redo them better in this one. And uh, I got informed that now I needed new end tables. So uh, 
I could see. Living Room Remodel 2K16 will live on for another episode, mm-hmm. I am sure. And probably another episode, and another episode, and another episode. So, that's I did that. And then, I've also been hitting the gym on a fairly frequent basis. Good. So, about three to four times a week nice. still. So, uh, trying to, you know. Get all roided out. Get all roided out. There is a girl there that uh, scares me. She's probably about the size of Arnold Schwarzenegger. She's more manly than both of us combined. Yeah, it's scary. And she's got a husband or a boyfriend or somebody who's just, uh, yeah, he's inflated. So, I like to imagine those kind of people that. on a tiny bicycle, which is a comical image. I, they have two kids, a son and a daughter, mm-hmm. and they, like, bring them in, and I'm like, wow, your kids are really ugly. That is what steroids do <laughs> to you when you have kids. Like, you like, no, what the fuck? Like, you got, like, six arms growing out of one kid. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Oh, God. So, I don't know. Roids, guys, they're bad yep, for you. Don't do it. Don't do it. But... That brings me to the next thing that I've been doing, and I know you probably have got a little bit more in than me, which is games. So, Tim, what have you been playing this week? Um, well, we both played one game, actually, even a little bit together, even though I had all sorts of ridiculous technical problems. Oh, it's all good. It wasn't that bad. Um, my TV started cutting out randomly, and then we had... Oh, I forgot about that. That part was And then bad. we couldn't figure out chat on Steam. Um, I've never done Steam chat before, so I don't know if it was just me or... I don't... I don't know. It was really strange that, like... I don't know. It was really anyway, fun. we got to finally play, uh, which was Snow, and that was awesome. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Thanks to your recommendation last week, I downloaded it and checked it out, and it is, it's is—it's a very calming, fun game. Um, it's great for short, um, like coming home from work, I just want to relax a little bit. I'll just ski down a couple slopes, you know, no big deal. Maybe jump over some tubes, grind a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's a good game. Um, you should all check out Snow. It's free. Why wouldn't you check it out? Yeah, completely free, and it's going to be coming the PS4 here pretty soon. Nice. I wonder if it'll be free to play there as well. I don't know. There's not a lot of. There is some free. I think Warframe is on PS4 or some other games. Oh really? Warframe. I believe on there. so. Don't oh, call nice. me on that. That's a good game too. Um, played more Fallout 4. Um, so where are you at, Tim? So I was going to do the main quest, and I'm like, you know, I haven't even like talked to some of the factions yet, so I went. Instead of doing the main quest, I went and looked up the railroad, talked to them a little bit. Um, but I, oh, really? You? Wow. Okay. Yeah, I've, I'm the the commander now of uh, the what are those settlers guys? The uh, Minutemen. Minutemen. And I gotten quite pretty far on the uh, Brotherhood of Steel. I haven't done any institute quests. I don't know how the way the story's going that I could actually be working with the institute. I'm not sure how that works, but. Um, but yeah, I don't think that you could do anything with them yet anyways. Okay, so I talked to the, the railroad, and I'm going to start doing a couple side quests for them. Um, still building my character up a little bit more. I'm, I really want that headshot perk, and I'm so close. I've done all of uh, McCready's little side quest. I just need him to idolize me, whatever that means, and then he'll give it to me. He wants in your pants. Yeah, there was an option to flirt with him at one point. I was like, um... You're cool, but no, I'm not going to flirt with you. I just want to get back to um, having Nick Valentine as my companion instead of McCready. I'm kind of tired of McCready. But Which one's McCready? McCready's the uh, mercenary. The, he's got the hat with bullets in it. Hmm. I don't think I have him. Yeah, he's got a headshot perk I want. That's all I want from him. Where the hell do you get McCready? Um, I believe in uh, Good Neighbor. 
I think. Oh, huh. Okay. I might be wrong. It might be the time before that. Anyway, um, playing that, not to significant progress. I leveled up a couple levels, did a bunch of side quests, knocked off some side quests, just been hanging on there for a while, and just wanted to get them off my screen. Uh, played a game I got for review called... I've never heard this game said out loud. I think it's Shoot See Me. Should see should me. See me. You should see me. You should, should see, see me. me. So in this game, you are a fish with memory problems that is shooting like random bad guys. Um, it's a side-scrolling bullet hole. You're a fish with memory yes. problems. Yeah. So would you say you're like a goldfish? You swim around the bowl and you forget what the hell the person is on the other Kinda. side. Except you shoot okay. things. Uh, most goldfish don't shoot things. There's a. Uh, mm, I had a really bad egg apple of goldfish when I was yeah. a kid. Well. This would totally be it. Like the the character, like the title screen or whatever, is like a this roided. Speaking of roids, a roided out um, goldfish with like a a gun in one hand and a cigar in the other, kind of like the Duke Nukem of goldfish. Nice. Yeah. So he's got like total '90s attitude. He's like, it's time to kick ass and chew fish food. Yep. And I'm all out of fish. Food. Pretty much. So what makes this game unique is the stages are 10 seconds long. So you'll hmm. play a stage like super fast, and then you go to a um, upgrade screen, and you also have ten seconds in the upgrade screen, and there's like a long description for each of the three items you have to pick. Oh shit! So yeah, and they don't really. I mean, there's a description, but it's usually like nonsense, like little stories or something. So you ah. end up picking one, and that determines what you go into the next stage with. So you could get like a shotgun or a laser or something cool, or you could have to play the next stage upside down. <laughs> so you don't always know what you're gonna get. Um, sometimes my one of my favorites is like instead of playing a stage, like you and the enemies are just all bouncing around inside of a bouncy castle. What the fuck? Yeah. So huh. it gets a little. It sounds very Japanese. It's crazy. It's from uh, Choice Provisions, who used to be Gaijin Games. They did the Bit Trip series, uh, a bunch of other oh, okay. nutty games. So I did play this with two other people, and it's a lot more fun with other people. Um, if you cooperate, you can just annihilate the enemies because you can kind of group together and increase your firepower that way. But if you're playing competitively, you like you can. There's a bounce for each, between each character. Like if you ram your your character, they will bounce, and you can like ram them into enemies and they can die. So it it, it all really? depends on like how you want to play it. Um, and it oh, also makes cool. it fun too in the um, the upgrades screen because everyone's like, pick that one. No, no, pick that one, and you're fighting huh. over that. So. It's a lot more fun with friends. Um, game that you seriously only want to play for like 10 minutes at a time. Um, like total short attention span. Uh, stupid game. It's fun though. Okay. Fun and Short Bursts is the name of my review. And that's pretty Sweet. much how I describe it. So what have you been playing? So like you said, we've been playing some snow. I played some more snow. Um, I also played a game called... Oh crap, what the hell was it? Hold on, what's oh, that, guys? How was it? Steve. That sounds good. Yeah, this is an amazing game, guys. Oh crap! What the what the hell was it? Came out in 1990 when I was born. Um, so they were like, <laughs> "Oh crap! What the hell was it?" Uh, that was almost exactly. Yeah. Oh crap! What the hell did we do? Um. Oh no. Put it back in. Stop it! Go away! Somebody burn it at a stake, I guess. I don't really know. Uh, but the game that I did play was called Lux Deluxe. What's the first L-U-X, word? L-U-X, okay. Lux, 
Deluxe. Never heard of it. I bought it on Humble Bundle for a oh, dollar, okay. um, and I sent you the rest of the codes. Yes, I need to redeem those. Thanks for reminding me. Oh, no problem. Um, so basically, if you've ever played the board game Risk, have you ever done that? Yes. Yeah, so basically this is Risk, um, and you can play it with your friends online. Okay. How many people so support? It, uh, I think, I don't know. We played with five of okay. us. So, um, and it plays just like Risk. I mean, it, it is Risk. Uh, I don't know how else to say it. Uh, the thing that I will say is I didn't set up the match, but what I heard was it's a real pain in the ass, and you have to open a couple of ports and stuff hmm. um, on your router to allow people to connect to you because you are literally hosting the game. Oh, wow. And since it's an indie or, like, low-budget game, even lower than, like, let's say, speedrunners, right. um, no they don't have any type of code to, like just have it install and then do the port type of configuration for you. Mm-hmm. So you, I know that Troy, one of my friends that I played with, he had a lot of setup to do, um, which is fine for us because we're PC tech savvy and I'm sure it'd be fine for you. But for people who are not tech savvy... I haven't savvy, played around with ports that much. The only time I ever have is to optimize my PS4's connection because it's really finicky. Okay. Um... So yeah, it, it, it's kind of sketch for people who don't have it. But again, I played it. I paid a dollar for this, and then I think I sent you like four other games. So it, it's worth it. I played a couple games. It's a lot of fun. Um, and then there's another game I've been checking out uh, called Crashlands. And before I go any further, I am just gonna let the developers talk about it. Rated T for too much sass. Butter. Scotch. Crashlands. If you like words and reading them, then prepare to experience the story of a lifetime. There's a bad guy, a bunch of quest givers, and you in your purple spacesuit slapping everything with your thumbless hands. Finger painting was never going to be relevant, your mother always told you. Show her she was wrong as you rub your magnificent home into existence with a build mode so convenient you'll have time to give her a call. Crashlands! Defeat local wildlife to acquire their parts for your crafting, and then turn their own parts against them. Sew their skin into armor, grind their bones into weaponry, and turn their babies against their former brethren. Fight, Wampet! Fight for your new mother's enjoyment! (laughs) Set it and forget it like an infomercial actor with our oven-like workstations that bake items while you explore. Make a chair, make a lamp, make a stem cell baby you can suck the life out of to replenish your youthful flesh. With over 27 recipes to craft, there's something for everyone. With so many things to carry, you'll spend joyous hours digging through your bags and moving things around. Shut up! No, you won't! Your infinite inventory manages itself. Make bathroom breaks a thing of the past with Crashland's cross-platforminess. Share your safe from PC to mobile and take your gaming on the road, or the toilet, or both. We spent ages crafting every last detail of Crashlands to make it the most amazing thing you could possibly experience. So of course, you can just throw all that in the trash to make your own campaigns using the Crashlands creator. It won't hurt our feelings at all. (laughs) If you want to keep up with Crashlands development, head over to Crashlands.net and sign up for a Bscotch ID. There's perks and stuff. So how's Minecraft? It's not Minecraft. So you harvest resources, right? To an extent. You build new things? Not really. That's not really what the game's about. 
I mean, you can do that if you want. So, ha, fuck you. <laughs> um, it's really, it's really not though, dude. Like the graphics, a not Minecraft. No, it's it's better uh, than Minecraft. I'll give you that. And it's really, it is story driven. I mean, you are, yeah, like you have to build, like a, uh, you have to build like a, like a floor if you want to build other stuff on top of it, like your skinning station. Um, you can't build on the environment, so you have to build it on a floor of some kind uh, but you don't have to build walls around it or a door or anything like that like you're you're the goal of this game is not to build um per se at least to the part where i'm at i'm like two or three hours in it um it's to explore the landscape and to uh deliver three packages actually so you are a interstellar delivery person or delivery thing um with this little cute robot thingy that you made. And uh, you are on an assignment to deliver three packages when this glowing purple monster head thing pops up in your spaceship, says it needs your nuclear battery cores, and blows up your ship. And uh, so your whole entire mission, or at least mine right now, is to collect these parts of my ship that are spread out amongst different colonies of different creatures on this random planet I landed, crash landed on, make friends with them, have them give me these pieces to my spaceship that I need to communicate back with the company I work for to get me another ship so that I can go and finish my delivery. Hmm. So that's what I've got so far, guys. It's a lot of fun. Um, I mean, you are gathering materials, but you're battling um the whole entire time so you're like destroying wampets and i actually just got a wampet egg for the very first time and now i have a little wampet that goes around behind me and smashes stuff with me oh cool it's so you get cute. companions yeah you get little companions and stuff i heard there's quite a few of them um i've only ran into one other living thing that i can interact with um but yeah and there's a day and night cycle which is pretty cool it's a lot like uh it the game plays a lot like gone home kind of um or not gone home uh don't starve it looks like don't starve except not as depressing exactly so it it reminds me a lot of don't starve um and like i said it's cross-platform so you can for uh 4.99 you can pick it up on the google play or the itunes app store or the uh, apple app store um and then for 15 dollars you can buy it on steam and it is available in Windows, Mac, and Linux, I believe. And you can save up to the, their cloud and transfer your saves back and forth. So it's pretty cool. I really enjoy it. Um, they say it is an outlandish, story-driven action adventure set in a world of hidden magic and high technology. Um, so you can tame and milk alien beasts, and it's... Serious, you can I like I can milk my wampet, which is kind of weird. It's kind of gross to <laughs> I'm say. Stop touching that one. Yeah, you know. What? Hey, hey Tim, you guys, I need I some privacy. Work. I'm gonna milk my wampet. Don't worry about it, Tim. I'm gonna get him over, install this on your phone, and teach you how to milk your wampet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have to so, deal with a quick jerking motion? Uh, no, actually, you don't. It's just a couple tapping motions. Okay. Yeah. So you gotta have the right resources, bro. Right resources. Mm-hmm. So. But anyways, guys, that's why I've been playing. So we'll probably talk more about Crashlands next week, um, because I'm guaranteeing you that I'm going to be playing it. I actually chose. The, oh, 
Uh, I got, actually chose to play this over playing some Rocket League this week. They're like, hey, Zach, you want to play Rocket League? I was like, I'm playing Crashland. So are you mainly playing it on Steam as opposed to your phone? or? Actually, no, I'm only playing it on my phone. Oh, okay, wow. Yeah, it's my phone game, so it's pretty cool. It's a lot of fun for being a phone game, and I get to carry it around everywhere I go now. Cool. Um, so it's really cool. So it plays really nicely on my phone, too. It actually looks amazing. Mm. Um, and I also played another game uh, for review um, that the developers sent us called Spellweaver this week, um, which is a Hearthstone-esque style game and what i mean by that is it is a card battle game um but it has different features so it has the attack and the defense of magic um a lot of the cards have similarities like a card play style um to magic but it has a level system and a mana system so in like in magic and in hearthstone uh, you have cards that say mana on them, and you can use them every turn. In Spellweaver, those cards get drawn, and they're a one-time use, or to an extent. What I, I guess, is what I'm trying to explain. Um, the cards say level or mana. You get to choose which one you want to level up of yours for that round. Um, so you'll have some cards that cost. Three mana to use, but you have to have two levels or two. Oh yeah, two levels. Um, so you might want to use one of your mana slash levels cards to level yourself up to a level two, and then the next time you're gonna want to put in a mana so that you can play that two three card um, the following turn. So it adds a whole feature or new feature and thought process to the online card battling game um so i've been having a lot of fun with that i sat down and actually played with uh joe from vg smart which is a press outlet uh for the developers of Spellweaver, um and we played a couple rounds um i think i beat him once he showed me some cool things that uh and showed me how it differs from magic um and it's a lot of fun i was telling him it'd be really cool if they'd actually make a uh physical card set of these um to where people could actually be playing them together because i think they would really uh prosper in that form um but he you know sometimes it's fun just to sit at your computer and not have to interact with people while you're playing card games yep. so so yeah anyways but guys that's what i have been playing this week um next week we'll revisit crash science and possibly spell weaver again and snow i'm sure so tim so last week um, we asked you a question. Um, do you? Oh yes, yes, y'all. What's that? Oh yes, we yes. Did. Uh, do you think tattoo artists own the art after it's on someone? And you guys had a lot of responses, so thank you. Uh, Travis Ryder says, "Hell no, this is radical self entitlement at its finest." Uh, Jesse Number One says, "I'm going to go with, of course not." Huh. JD says, "Nope." If the recipient paid for custom art to be part of their personage, the artist should have zero say in its use and certainly no further pay for it. James says, um, well, no. One, the artist purchased. The owner is able to display the work to whoever and wherever they wish. The artist did not do the job for free. They were reimbursed for the work and as such have sold all rights to the work. Four, don't take the car back if you drive it badly. 
LeRae says, well, it depends on whether or not the design was entirely theirs to begin with. If it was, I say yes. If you purchase a piece of art from artists, it doesn't suddenly become your art. You simply own a copy. It still belongs to the artist and is their work. Now, if you brought the design to a tattoo artist and they just tattooed it, then I would say no. And then Jesse number two says, what? No. He's pretty clear about that. And lastly, Joel from Twitter says, no, that's on the body, but the art can't be claimed by nobody else if they patent the artwork. So most people were saying no, except for uh, Lorray. But yeah, once it's on your body, it's, it's kind of part of you. Yeah, I'm 100%. They've already been reimbursed. And even if you did do it for free, you still gave them that. Um, and it's theirs. They own it. Yeah. It, it's like, I mean, the argument for yes is basically like, okay, well, then any part of your body that has that tattoo, you no longer own that part of your body. So that I think that's completely wrong. I think you own your body no matter what's on it, in it, or around, you know touching it is yours so yeah yep that's uh, pretty much universal response well 90 percent. 90 percent. but that takes us to uh, my favorite time which is taste of treat time that is very true but before your favorite time comes my favorite time tim why should they like us and rate us on itunes stitcher tune in and other places all right have you ever gotten to the cash register and your total was like $2.11. And you're like pulling out your $2 and you have another dollar. But you're thinking if I give $3, I'm going to get 89 cents back. And then my pocket's going to feel heavy. I'm going to walk in like in circles because my one leg's going to be heav- heavier than the other. And it's just going to be a pain in the ass. But wait, maybe I already have some change in my pocket. Maybe I can reach into my pocket and pull out 11 cents. And not have to deal with all of this change nonsense. Well, this is the moment of fate. This is the moment where karma is waiting to strike. If you like to rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Intune, TuneIn, any other service that is out there, maybe that dime and that penny will be in your pocket waiting for you. Otherwise, be prepared for an onslaught of pennies. Yes, pennies. Because the cash register will be out of all change except for pennies. And you will have so many pennies in your pocket. And you will curse your life and wish you had rated us and liked us on iTunes, Stitcher, and tune in. Awesome. We'll be right back after this music break. Hey guys, welcome back, and we have tasty treats in hand. I cannot wait to crack into this cold brew. I don't know about you. Ow! Are you okay? Yeah, I just dropped my cap of gun in my lap. I, I said I can't wait, but you're supposed to wait a little bit. All right. Did you shoot yourself in the nuts with the cap of gun? I hit myself in the nuts with the cap of gun. <laughs> wow, those are heavy too. I don't know if you guys remember what they look <laughs> they like. They probably heavy. weigh almost a pound. Yeah. So um, while Zach is, is nursing... I don't have... Yeah, 
So we pass me the the frozen green peas, please. <laughs> While uh, Zach is recovering, I guess I'll crack my tasty treat and try not to laugh at his pain. Um, I am enjoying a beer that I've previously had on the show. One of my favorites. It's Ballast Point Sculpin. Oh, is it, did you get the pineapple this no, time? No, I did not. I would love it if I had. They also have an awesome grapefruit one. If you ever see the grapefruit, buy Oh, yeah. They have a really good if grapefruit. If you ever see the grapefruit, buy all of them. Uh, this is just their Sculpin, their vanilla, if you will, IPA. But it's still really good. So I'm going to crack this bad boy. I'm not going to hit myself in the nuts with my cap again. Don't hit yourself in the nuts with a cap again. Ink whiskey does not recommend hitting yourself in the nuts with a cap again. Seven ABV for this bad boy. Uh, perfect head, like like pinky length head, just poured naturally. So good, bubbly. Oh, so good. Um. Well, if you've recovered, what are you drinking today? All right, guys, let's go over the pouring instructions again. Pour two-thirds into a tilted glass, swirl the remainder around bottle, finish pour, and enjoy beer in all of its hazy glory. Deschutes Chain Breaker White IPA. I did have other beers this week, I swear, but they all kind of got drank at Magic Night, <laughs> which, by the way, is up on our Twitter account. You guys can see a photo from Magic Night and over at Instagram at plug underscore and underscore play underscore. I'm going to now be pouring that probably about two-thirds or so. Mm, it's about half, actually. Yeah, that's about two-thirds? Yeah, that's about two-thirds. Stir, 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 stir. Um, okay, Tim, why don't you... Uh, Watch you. Uh, well, I guess I'm almost done stirring. Hold on. It's fun to listen to you stir. It, you gotta wait for it. This is beer that makes you wait. This is beer that makes you wait. It's funny to me that you just poured that the first time. It probably tastes. Yeah, that was disgusting. <laughs> you gotta mix it up. Yeah, I didn't. I started looking at the bottle. I was like, why the hell is this so bad? Oh, hey, look, there's fucking pouring instructions on a beer. Like, people want to fucking pour their beer. Now, only if, if only bottle openers came with instructions. Yeah, they should say, don't hit yourself in the nuts. <laughs> All right, guys. This has been, uh, it's really hazy this time. It must be a setting or something. Hmm, that's very good, actually. I think it might be getting better with age. Nice. Yeah. So, Tim, you ready? Yes, let's kick it. Okay, Tim, uh, I am going to kick us off. All right, off. go for it. All right, guys. This week on Kickstarter, I came into the possession of something super cool. What's that, Zach? Knights and Bikes. Knights and Bikes. Knights and Bikes. Knights and Bikes is a cooperative adventure uh, game about childhood inspired by the Goonies, Earthbound, from the developers of Tearaway, which I believe is the Vita game that you really enjoy. Uh, I have a signed copy from the developers. Well, these developers are now the Knights and Bikes developers. That's cool. They're also the developers of Little Big Planet and Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, they're Clank. cool guys. So, Knights and ba Bikes, guys, is an adventure game uh, from them, Rex Kral uh, and Mu Yu, 
Um, and they're going to be joined by additional collaborators that they know and trust, uh, like audio daredevil Kenny Young, mm-hmm. um, who is the audio developer from Terraway and Little Big Planet, and composer Daniel Pemberton, Steve Jobs, the man from Uncle and Little Big Planet, are his uh, attributes. And he's going to be, it's going to be inspired by Earthbound and Secret of Mana in films such as The Goonies. So it basically is a uh, SNES era action RPG with hand drawn 3D worlds. Really cool art style. In a 1980s island setting on bikes. <laughs> that's all you have to say. On bikes. Um, the bikes got upgrades, so that's pretty cool. You're you're supposed to be saving the adults. There's gonna be some exploring, and there's gonna be treasure. It's based on apparently their own childhoods. Mm-hmm. There's a magical realm, um, and an excitable adventurous kids. In Knights and Bikes, you play as Nessa and Demelza on their quest for the truth behind the medieval legends of Pensbury, an island on the first track. To financial ruin and literal destruction, recruit a part, recruit a party of creatures from all walks of life, enlist and inspire deflated islanders, and embark on an adventure to find the hero the island so desperately needs. So this is a cooperative play game, guys. Um, you're gonna be teaming up with Demelza's pet goose and the pickled served head of a fallen knight. Mm. They fling frisbees at demons, trick out their bikes, and reach to reach new locations, and increase their abilities with each islander they rescue. So it uh, says, blah, 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 boring. It's a game about me and cycling around and fighting undead knights, okay? Oh, oh, it's also about my new best friend. She's cool, so I'm helping her too. And then it's a picture of her new best friend. This is fighting knights and riding bikes, which is, I kind of want that shirt now. Hmm. Um, and it just looks amazing. So it looks like a second player can control that Desmelzda or whatever. Exactly, yeah. This is a two-player cooperative game. Right, so it says you can play by yourself, too, so I'm a little confused. But it looks awesome. Well, I'm a, Yeah. So for $17, U.S. you'll receive a digital key uh, for PC, Macs, or Linux. Uh, and will appear in the credits as an Islander. So I think I'm going to back it for that and put Plug and Play Podcast as a Islander. Me too. Uh, and then $36, you get a digital fan pack. They're going to include a digital art book showing art from the sketchy beginnings to the polished end, a full digital soundtrack, and a set of back-order-exclusive high-resolution wallpapers for mobile and desktop. Um, it also in game, includes a digital game tier. Jumping to the higher end levels, let's jump to the most extreme level. The 3564 US wow. developer for a day. Join, join the Foam Sword team for a day. Asking all the questions you want, checking out everything we're working on, letting us know what you think, and hanging out with Office Cats of the day. We'll even let you pick one secret thing from the game that you can personally announce to the world. At the end of the day, you'll join the Foam Sword team and extended family for a celebratory meal, followed by a one-of-a-kind immersive piano performance from Daniel Pemberton. Um, 
We will use your likeness and personal stories to shape a key unannounced character in the game, and you will appear as them in the credits. Note, travel and accommodations are not included. Also includes everything in handcrafted plushes tier. Now, if you can't afford basically $3,600, you guys can do the more realistic everybody level, which is $1,426. Your face in the game. Send us an image, and we'll fit it into the game somewhere. We'll send a list of options when we know them uh, when we know them, and you might end up with your face on a medieval jouster, your logo on a stained glass window, or your cat shooting laser eyes in the amusement park. You will appear in the credits alongside your in-game image. Note, we reserve the right to reject offensive images. Sorry, Zach. Anyways, guys, that is Knights and Bikes. They are looking for $142,577 U.S. dollars. Currently, 22 days ago, 1,781 backers, bringing in a whopping 72,544 total U.S. dollars so far. So, guys, this looks like it's going to be back. Brought to us by Foamsword, foamswordgames.com, if you want to find out more about them. Or head over to kickstarter.com and check out Knights and Bikes. So, Tim, what do you got? I've got a bullet. Dude, I was just talking about Knights and Bikes. You don't have to kill me over it. So, uh, yeah, mine's called Bullet, literally. It's the world's smallest Uh LED flashlight. It's functional. It's minimal. It's refined. So, this is a LED flashlight that's based on the design of a 9mm bullet. It's got a single LED bulb. Um, I believe it's 12 lumen, lumen, 12 or 15 lumen, um, which is fairly bright for a small light. Lumen, lumen, lumen. lumen. Um, like the restaurant I work at, the the bulbs are 22 lumen. So the fact that the fact that this is like um, half that's pretty good. This is smaller than like those tiny LED crappy lights that look like um, like a thumbprint almost. Yeah. It's even smaller than that. Um, it looks really, really slick. Um, it's sleek. It's just, uh, it looks like a bullet. It's got a little tiny, um, not even a normal keyring thing. It's like a triangle on the back. Um, it's like a triforce on the back, guys. Yep. So their description is, we took the smallest, sleekest possible design, combined it with aircraft-grade aluminum and an anodized finish to bring you a powerful, tiny LED light, perfect for everyday use. We believe the shape and size Kept the design minimal, functional, and easy to carry. Completely hassle-free in any situation. So, like, this would not add hardly any weight and mass to your keychain, for example. It's super small. Um, Looks really cool. Um, Unfortunately, the video doesn't have any audio for you, so I have to just kind of describe it for you. Um, They are looking for um, $10,000. They have nine days to go. They currently have 9,499 backers, and they have $260,373 pledged. They are way (laughs) overfunded. Uh, I don't know if they're going to make it, bro. 26 times overfunded. Um, For, uh, let's see. They are over two times funded. Right, I'm looking at the rewards now. So for $9, you can get one bullet light of your choice. Um, for 17, you can get three. Um, 
That's the early bird. If you wait too long, it goes to 20. And then for 30, you get 6. For 52, you get 10. And for 100, you get 20. So that's that's Whoa. the biggest reward is $100. So not too crazy. Like, actually, that would be really cool if you had a small company and wanted a cool gift for your present. For your, um, That'd be really cool. Um, you'd get um, 20 of them for 100 bucks. So that's cheap. And it says they will probably deliver. I'm trying to read when they say they'll be done manufacturing. I'm not seeing it. Oh, uh, May 2016. Oh, nice. That's not so that far away. So pretty fast turnaround from the end of this Kickstarter campaign to when they expect. And, of course, nothing's guaranteed in Kickstarter land, especially if there's booze and strippers involved. Um, but, yeah, that is the, that's the Slughouse Bullet. World's smallest LED flashlight. Sweet. I can't wait to see it. So that brings us to uh, game news and industry, game and industry news and releases. I said that. Said that bad, sorry. Dug in. All right, guys. Uh, if you guys didn't know, there's a little thing on this last weekend called the Super Bowl. That's not where a bunch of potheads get together and share a bowl and they're all super and shit. That's where, like, guys come on the field and throw a little temper tantrums because they lose. I got, I got uh, sacked. I got sacked. And, uh, but during the Super Bowl, which is obvious, this is obviously the reason why people tuned in, there was a Pokemon 20th anniversary commercial. But not only for that... Pokemon is also now allowing streaming of the original movie. So, Tim, are you a Pokemon fan, or did you ever see the original movie? I have not seen any of the movies. Um, I've seen a little oh. bit of the TV series. Okay. Um, well, since you didn't see the movie... I guess I can now. You can now, and I'm going to let you listen to the trailer. Nice. Just to show you how awesome the 98 trailer was. All right. Welcome to the stadium. Get ready for the ultimate showdown. Mew versus Mewtwo. Bring all your skill. Bring all your courage. The Pokemon match of all time is here. Training is over. Catch it. Pokemon, the first movie and the mini movie Pikachu's Vacation, now available on video cassette and DVD. With the never before seen story of Mewtwo's origin, an exclusive sneak preview of Pokemon, the second movie, and an all new Mewtwo game card inside specially marked video cassettes and DVDs. Just so you guys know, I have that special limited edition trading card. <laughs> of course you do. Of course I do. I might have to stream so, that for my kids. They'd love it. Yeah, it's uh, it's cool. Yeah, I remember it being awesome back in the day. So, um, it's pretty cool to see that. I mean, Pokemon and Nintendo, as we're gonna find out here in later news stories. 
is really starting to rev up their industry again. And uh, I'm kind of excited because uh, the next Nintendo story that we have, which we're going to be covering here in a little bit, really has my hopes up for Nintendo. So, But speaking of uh, trailers, um, some sad news. Uh, today, uh, game trailers, a site that was once the Internet's go-to place for, well, game trailers, they announced today after 13 years they're ceasing operations. Um, in a short tweet from at Game Trailers, um, it says, After 13 years, Game Trailers is closing down today. Thank you for your continued support over the years. It has been an adventure. So, do we really know what happened there? Because, we do. Because like, I've heard um, stories coming out, like people didn't know they were shutting down until like the day that tweet went out. That's often the way it happens. In 2014, Defy Media purchased Game Trailers, and they laid off some employees then. But they're obviously gearing up for what they did now, which is just completely shut it down. And when a when a big company buys a smaller company, they never let the, the employees know it's coming because it would affect their work. So it always comes as a sudden surprise. It's very common um, because if you knew you were, you were going to be fired in two weeks, who knows what you would do? Especially if you have a platform where you can broadcast, you know, information. That's true. So it sucks, but. I don't know of another way to do it, honestly. Um, hopefully they were given some severance package. There's obviously no guarantee of that. Hopefully they'll find jobs elsewhere. Um, but it's sad. It's definitely a institution after 13 years that people go and check yeah. out game trailers. And they did other videos and reviews, not just trailers. So, yep. I also heard that Ameri- or AOL America Online is thinking about dropping AOL. Well, it's not a brand with, uh, you know, shiny reputation. Everyone jokes about the CDs in the mail and everything. Dude, those are awesome! So many coasters. They have coasters and, like, free frisbees to go outside and chuck at your friends? They're fucking you awesome! You microwave the CD? No. It's dangerous, um, but it looks freaking cool. It's like a little mini lightning storm on top of the disc. Like, blue, like, sparks go everywhere. It's awesome. Don't do that. I, I mean, it's go, terrible. You'll destroy your microwave and kill your family. Do not microwave a CD. Wait, why would you kill your family? Uh, the fire. I don't know. Okay, well, I'm going to go to Goodwill and buy a crappy microwave and do this. It looks pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. All right. Cool. But we have more Nintendo news? Well, we do, but... What? Yeah, we do, I guess. Sure, why not? So, guys, Nintendo, like I was speaking of the first story is bringing back uh, key licensing deals to help grow the company, including Mario toothbrushes. Oh, hell yeah. Daddy's getting a new toothbrush. Oh, oh, hell yeah. I'm totally getting one of these. Nintendo president Tatsumi Kamishima explained that as a result of changes in the gaming landscape, fewer and fewer young people are finding about out about Nintendo games through games. Instead, they're discovering Nintendo and its characters through things like officially licensed Mario toothbrushes. Except these kinds of licensing deals to continue. Uh, expect these kinds of licensing deals to continue and possibly increase um, due to changes in our industry. The pro- proportion of young consumers who are first experiencing games on our system has been falling. He explained, we want to have everyone become familiar with our IP by reaching as many people as possible as early age within their daily lives. It's a me. I'm going to help you print tooth decay. 
<laughs> it's me! Watch out for the cavity! Our long-term strategy is to spark into consumers' interest in playing Nintendo game systems and encouraging continued growth of our games business. Um, he specifically cited Mario toothbrushes sold in America as an example of Nintendo's existing efforts in this space. Um, I'm going to get one-up boxers, one-up mushroom boxers. He, well, that's not too far out because Nintendo's partnership with Converse... He called out Nintendo's partnership with Converse for its line of Mario shoes. Looking to the future, Nintendo has licensed its characters for a new Universal theme park, as the Nintendo thinks of itself more broadly as an entertainment company these days. Um, so we got a theme park, possibly. We have toothbrushes. We have shoes. We have... Master Sword condoms. Master, that would be, I would never have kids again because I'd be wearing Master Sword condom. Um, and they are potentially be looking at things like movies in the future. Uh, so guys, movies have... don't give up on the Zelda movie that we've all been dreaming for. Right. Um, in addition, there was a report Nintendo producing a Legend of Zelda TV show for Netflix Game of Thrones for a family audience. Though Nintendo has since distanced itself from that speculation. So guys... Just keep your fingers crossed. The very first scene will be Link and Zelda, you know, doing it up in a castle thing. Um, throw back the Game of Thrones. So, yeah. Anyways. They're going to kill um, Twinkle, aren't they? Not Twinkle. Tangle? Tangle? Yes. This beer's good. <laughs> Twinkle. Twinkle? He might as well be. Tingle. Twinkle the Tingle. Twinkle the Tingle Fairy? Yep. Oh, my gosh. Oh, just imagine, imagine uh, the... Imagine his merchandising, like... Oh, my God. Hey, guys. <laughs> my name's Tingle. Try my Tingle jammies. Try my Tingle jammies. That's hilarious. All right, guys. And we have one final uh, game news for you guys, which is Blizzard's 25th anniversary. Wow. So that is right, guys. Blizzard Entertainment, one of the biggest names in the game development, celebrates its 25th anniversary this year. To mark the milestone, the company put out a video. And we've got the audio. Because this is a podcast, an audio Close podcast. your eyes and you can see the video. Close your eyes and you can see the video. I can see it, Jim. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Mike Morheim, CEO and co-founder of Blizzard Entertainment. I'm Frank Pierce, Chief Development Officer and co-founder of Blizzard Entertainment. Blizzard is celebrating its 25th anniversary, and we feel so grateful to all of our players for supporting us all of these years. We know we wouldn't be able to do what we do, what we've really enjoyed and loved doing all of these years without that support, and it really means a lot to us. Good to meet you, man. What'd you think of that? It was awesome. It was great. That yeah, was kind of kick-ass. Yeah. The memory that stands out most to me goes way back to one of our early interactions with our community, and that's the, the midnight launch for World of Warcraft. I'm just going to walk it just to show how long it is. When we went into the parking lot for the store where we were hosting, and there was just people everywhere. Line went around the building, line went around the parking lot, and it was truly a sign of things to come in terms of not only how massive our community could be, but how important our community is to us. Are you excited for this expansion or what? In the last five years, we've really produced some of Blizzard's best games. Look at World of Warcraft, 
what we've done with Diablo 3, StarCraft 2, Heroes of the Storm, Hearthstone, Overwatch. I couldn't be more proud of what our teams have been creating. You know, we certainly believe we, we create great experiences, epic entertainment experiences with the games. But I think that those are also a platform for the community that grows around them. I attended Heroes of the Dorm last year and it was just amazing. And it's really cool to see so many people so enthusiastic, not about just playing our games now, but also viewing the best in the world play our games. The past 25 years have been incredible, but we're really excited about the future. We have, I think, some of the most talented developers. We're gonna have some really awesome games to play in the future. So once again, thank you for showing your support, for continuing to play our games, and we hope to live up to the high expectations that you guys have of us. I'm really excited to see what will happen in the next 25 years. Awesome. So guys, that's awesome. Congratulations to Blizzard. And uh, that brings us... Hey Tim, have you ever played an MMO? No. I'm, I'm trying to think. That... Nope. You didn't play World of Warcraft? Oh. No, I was given a disc at one point, and I'm like, nope, get that crack away from me. All right, now remind guys. Moving on, that brings us to game releases. Tim, that is your department, buddy. So what... Do we have coming out this week? Before I do, I just have to go back a second. I oh, shit. I do have a copy of Elder Scrolls Online. What? But I haven't started it. Wait, why do you have a copy of Elder Scrolls Online? Or whatever the hell it's called. The, the Oblivion that's not Oblivion. That's, God, this beer is really good. What? Do you know what game I'm talking about? I think I said it wrong. Elder Scrolls Online? Yeah. Did I say it right? That's the one that's like Skyrim yes, online. Okay. I have. Yeah, why? Why do you have? Well, first it? of all, someone was selling it for ten bucks. What? Huh? Is okay. that not a good deal? Yeah, that's a good deal. So I bought it, but I'm afraid to get into it, especially with Fallout Four, Metal Gear Solid Five, and all these other open world games I want to play first. Yep. But technically, that would be an MMO, right? Yes. Okay, so I still have it. All right, okay. back to game game releases. Yes, Have I yes. mentioned this beer is really good? It's really great. All right, so Street Fighter V is a PS4 exclusive, guys. Um, that's kind of crazy. Um, it's not coming out on any other console that I know of. Um, so Capcom is going uh, all... I know. I'm pretty sure Capcom is going all in with Sony on this one. Um, I don't know if that's the same for Qbert Rebooted, which is coming out on Xbox One. Um, I'm guessing Qbert Rebooted would be on other systems as well. Mm-hmm. Level 22 is coming out for PS4, and I need to look into that because I'm not sure what Level 22 is, and I want to check it out. The next one is the one I'm excited about. Um, I saw this way back at a Sony event last year. Um, it looks really cool. It'll also be available besides PS4 for PC, Mac, and Linux. That game is Firewatch. And we have a trailer to play for that. What's in this cave down here? NFS tells people not to go too far in there. It's pretty dangerous. You're in it, aren't you? It doesn't seem that dangerous. Oh, no! Henry! Seriously, it's completely fine in here. Damn it. That's what 
storm knocked out the phone line I used to talk to the service, which means we are cut off. I'll see what I can do. You think you'll take to it? Being out here? The isolation gets to people. I don't talk to the other lookouts as much as I talk to you. Not in the same way. What makes me so special? Two young women have been reported missing. You're probably the last person to have seen them. Hey, you kids! Uh, somebody cut the comms. What? I'm out here and the wire is cut clean through. Wait, you're already there? You're not in your tower? No, I'm not. Then who is? So, um, two things about this game that made me excited for it. One is the art style. It just looks really cool. Um, it's hard to describe. You just need to check out images online of Firewatch. The other thing is I like the idea of you're playing as one person, but there's like this um, non-player character is always in communication with you, the, um, the person on the other end of your, your radio. So it looks really cool to me. It's like an adventure game. Um, it is actually downloading on my PS4 right now because if you're a Plus member, it's like $3 off. So nice. And I have PS4 credit. So I would have got it on Steam, but I had the money in my wallet already for PlayStation. So why not go that way? Um, there's other games come out too. Um, Dying Light, the following expansion and enhanced edition. So I don't know if it... which we also have a trailer awesome. for. Lena, do you copy? Claim. Damn it! You're breaking up. Yeah, listen, your one-eyed delirious patient, he was telling the truth. There is a way out. He died this morning, Kyle. You're on your own, I'm afraid. Lena? Lena! Listen, I'm from Haran, and I've come because I've heard that there are people here who are immune to the virus. Oh, and who told you this? A dead man, I'm sorry to say. You might as well keep listening to him. Fucking hell, why won't anybody help me? Fucking wackos, they're in a damn cult. Led by some woman they call the mother. They scribble symbols everywhere, do these fucking rituals. I think they even pray to her. I'm looking for anything that could save my friends. If you have anything, We've shown you a path and a sign, Mr. Crane. The rest is up to you and your faith. to the path, stranger, for it has only just begun. All right, so that was Dying Light, the following, um, an expansion pack. Yeah. We also have Assassin's Creed Chronicles Russia, um, and along with that, the trilogy pack, which would be Assassin's Creed Chronicles uh, China, 
India and Russia. Russia, Assassin's Chronicles, you. Um, yes. So it was only a couple of weeks ago, I think, we were talking about um, India. So they're catching these out now. Kind of came yeah, out like last year. Um, and then there was a pretty big gap in time. But now the last two, just boom, boom. Yep. So I think I'd wait for reviews on on these. I'm just a little worried about how fast they came out. But I still might check them out because the first one was pretty good. And lastly, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time is coming out for PlayStation 4. And to celebrate, um, it's 33% off on all platforms, including Steam and Xbox. And this is sort of notable because when Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time was announced, it was sort of positioned, I don't know if they actually ever said it, but it was sort of positioned as an Xbox and Steam exclusive, kind of like uh, Laura Croft or whatever. So mm-hmm. for them to be branching to PS4 is interesting to me. So, sweet. I recommend that one. I've had fun with it, and that's the end of our game releases. Sweet guys. Well, that brings us to the end of the episode. And like every week, we leave you guys with a question. Our, Tim, do you have one this week? Our question this week is: What would you like to see as far as Nintendo merchandise, or what Nintendo merchandise would you buy? Let's put it that way. Okay. Would you buy? Um, a Mario toothbrush. Nintendo undies. So I know Zach's answer already. I'm just going to answer for him. Zach would buy just about anything that had a Triforce or Link or probably even Zelda. So let's hope they don't come out with a clothing line for girls that's Zelda themed because he just might buy it. And hopefully, if, I if that does it. happen, hopefully it's not his size. That's all I'm going to say. I'll be your new next door neighbor, Tim. Hey, Tim! How's it going? Like my Zelda, my, Z- my Zelda dress is pretty cool. Like, I hope, I hope Ganon comes along. Yep. So that's the question of the week, guys. What what uh, Nintendo merchandise would you be excited to buy? Well, Tim, what merchandise would you be excited about? Master Sword condoms. Yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, I would love to own like a Metroid watch. Oh, that would be pretty cool. Um. I'm not sure what that would look like, but it would be techy and cool looking. That would be pretty cool. So I'm going to go with that. A Metroid watch. Okay. Sounds good. Well, guys, that is a question for this week. Until next time on episode 80. Holy crap, we're getting old. Don't forget to prime and shine.